The following is a presentation of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. And welcome wrestling fans to the Ice Hour. This podcast is aimed at promoting the world of Division Three college wrestling and is named for the late Hall of Fame coach Dave Eisenhower. Here we'll talk about topics and news that's relevant to those who compete for the love of the sport in Division Three. The Ice Hour is sponsored by My House Sports Gear. Check out their line of wrestling gear and apparel at MyHouseSportsGear.com. Subscribe using your favorite podcasting app by going to MattTalkOnline.com slash ice. Episode 17 of the Ice Hour. We are going up to the glorious state of Massachusetts, home of uh, what used to be known as rock and roll in Riverside. I'm not sure what it's called now. Maybe it's a Six Flags to Springfield, Massachusetts with Coach Jason Holder, head coach of the Springfield College Pride. Coach Holder, first off, before we even get to the big news about your program, welcome to the Ice Hour. Thank you. Appreciate it. Happy to be here. So the news with the program, and, and you guys have had a couple benchmarks that you've hit in the last couple of years, uh, one of which being uh, over 100 seasons of collegiate wrestling at Springfield College. But most recently, you guys passed a mark that only a few college wrestling programs of any division have done, and that is 1,000 dual meet victories. And this this made headlines. NCAA uh, Wrestling put it out on Facebook and Twitter, and I was like, whoa, that's that's. I mean, there's there's a lot of history with this program, but 1,000 victories. When you're looking at that, I mean, did, did it did it dawn on you like this is something that uh, this is this is big, real big for the school? It's it's great for the school. It's great for uh, for our program. And like I, like you said, it didn't really dawn on me. Um, but then I look back at the just the, the the amazing tradition that we have here, and and, and as far as our, our how special it is to the alumni that we have, and and uh, and how many special people come out of this program. Um, you know, I think Doug Parker had 400 plus and coach Arroyo had Daryl Arroyo had 300 plus and, you know, we're a small piece of a great, great tradition. And the tradition is, is gone through not just division three, but, uh, this program has been a division two school prior to 1996. You've got Olympic champion, Jeff Blatnick as, as the late Jeff Blatnick as an alum. And so the, the Springfield name has been on the tips of wrestling fans tongues for a long, long time. What's it like to coach in that atmosphere? Well, it's great. I mean, we have a great tradition. Um, it's it's amazing to to uh, have. We hold a, an alumni event every five years, and um, our our current student athletes come to this event as well. And it, it's it's amazing to hear the stories that the alumni share with our student athletes, and and they're they're just amazed at the at the number of people that come through and um, and what they've accomplished too. You know, that didn't just stop after their wrestling careers. It you know they've gone on to be um, successful individuals in, in, in their careers and, and whatever it is they might be doing. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's great to just to see and how many special people have come through and, and, uh, and for our student athletes, most importantly, to see this as well. Yeah, before we get into the, the, the true history of the dynamic nature of this, this program, a little bit about yourself. You're from New Hampshire, and for folks that might look at that be like, New Hampshire – Timberlane, okay, there's that's a powerhouse program up there. You should know that. They go to the Beast. You're from there. You wrestled for Carl Adams at BU. Then you got drawn into coaching. What first brought you into coaching? What made you want to be a wrestling coach? Oh, you know, I I, I love the sport. It's taught me a lot of lessons, um, you know, and and uh, and certainly wanted to give back to um, 
to to others as far as those lessons that I've learned and to share them with with, with other student athletes as well. Um, wrestling's you know it's been in my my, my father wrestled, my, both my brother wrestled, my sister wrestled, you know, and we kind of all, you know, came through. And, and um, so when I, when I finished up at Boston University, I really didn't, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I actually moved back up to New Hampshire and I coached at Plymouth State um, for, for four years. And, um, you know, two as the assistant, two as the head. And then, um, then I, I still wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I, did, I, I contacted Coach Arroyo and I said, you know, is there an opening for me to come down as a, as a teaching fellow while I worked on my, my Ph.D.? And um, I came down and I, I had still had no intention of, of being a full-time, you know, head coach. I just wanted to get my Ph.D. and, and, and look into higher education. And then uh, Daryl left as I was, you know, working on the tying up the finishing ends. And and, um, and uh, when he left, I... I moved in on it and, and, uh, and now it's a, you know, it's a great situation and, you know, certainly love being a, a teacher coach here at, at the school. You know, I'm not only, I'm not only the wrestling coach, I'm actually teaching classes. I teach, uh, I've taught 16 different classes here at Springfield college, but most uh, recently teaching in the adventure education program and teaching psycho sport in the phys ed and health education program. Adventure education. I, I've got a word where, where does that go? Where would that take you? in life. That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> well, actually, it's, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that, and I don't really want to go too far away and stray away from my background, but my father is, uh, he is a adventure, uh, he's a, he's a um, he does met, uh, mental health, and he does adventure-based mental health, and uh, my brother is now, he has his clinical mental health license as well, and um, so I kind of grew up in a camp environment. We do Camps up in uh, Maine and the White Mountains of New Hampshire every every summer with um, with a, a variety of different populations of, of youth and, and adolescents. And so <laughs> I, I grew up in that, you know, doing the the kayaking and the camping and the rock climbing and the whitewater rafting and that sort of mountain biking, all that sort of stuff um, throughout my my childhood and, and right up through through college. And so what I they have an adventure education program here at Springfield College, and um, you know, I wasn't hired here for it, but I got into it and they were like, wow, this is great. You know, you know, so I've, I've been doing high and low ropes course, we call outdoor adventure, and then also teach uh, the outdoor pursuits program here, which is a fantastic program where we take where kids go to East campus um, and they, they camp with staff members and we teach them a lot of, a lot of different skills in the outdoors for, for eight days. Yeah, so uh, my, my brain is naturally leading to wondering if we're ever going to see a college wrestling edition of Naked and Afraid. Probably not. Yeah, let's well, let's let's uh, hope we don't see that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully not. Yeah, that that you know, it's that's not somewhere I'm 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 gonna go. That's for sure. Yeah, we're not. You know, we've dropped Jason Holder and four of his wrestlers in the middle of the Serengeti. Let's see what they can yeah. do. Yeah, with with just a headgear, a pocket knife. I don't know. You know, that shows. Just, it, yeah, we I'm can go off the rails about that show. I'm going. I think everyone should go go with a singlet. You know, we we like our jobs. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Uh, as working there, and well, it's getting into back into the coaching side of things. Coming from Boston University, uh, New England wrestling BU was was not kind of in its own Division One bubble uh, with with competition. Uh, BU teams would would routinely wrestle the Division Three, Division Two schools, the American Internationals, uh, right there in town. And then uh, you've also got you know the Johnson of Wales, the the other strong D three programs. So uh, D three wasn't a foreign concept growing up in New England and wrestling at BU. 
what was it about Plymouth State that first drew you to coaching there and said, so, you know what, this this Division three thing is is where I want to be? Yeah, well, Plymouth State, I just went back up to, to New Hampshire. You know, I wanted to go get out of the – I'm not really much of a city boy, as you can imagine. So I went up to um, to New Hampshire and, um, you know, back up to, to Plymouth State where my father actually went to Plymouth State and he um, he – he helped start the, the football program there, and he wrestled there. He was a two-time New England champ for Plymouth State. So I decided, you know, I'm going to go up there and help out with the program and then um, ended up you know, becoming the head coach eventually. And then, uh, you know, so I, I enjoyed going back up and getting out of the city for, for a little while. And then, um, you know, and, and, and then decided after a couple of years that, you know, this might be something that I that I get into and, and could coach and teach. And so, I, like I said, I – I, I moved on and wanted to get into higher education more, and that's where I I found Daryl. You know, I think they have a great. As far as our program goes here at Springfield College, it's a uh, the, the assistant coaching position is a is a usually graduate students and the graduate students come in and they're they have um, they get tuition and they get a stipend to 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 work on their masters and so they're usually in for two three maybe four years i was four years with daryl because i was working on a higher a phd program so um that's kind of how it works so i, I figured i'm going to go for my phd and i can work under daryl who's a fantastic coach i mean he's in the nwca uh coaching you know national wrestling hall of fame and as a coach and and is uh he's he's a fantastic guy to work under um, i learned a lot of things from daryl so I, it was just a a, a good situation for me to, to try to come in and um, and help to you know further my education and my coaching experience. So so do you have that doctorate yet? Are you Doctor Jason Holder yet? <laughs> I uh, long story, but uh, I um, I am working on my my uh, dissertation as as we speak. I'm actually doing. I'm in the middle of data collection for my dissertation and should be finished with my doctorate by uh, by May um, of seventeen. Uh, you know, I spent a lot of time in college. People thought I was I was going to be a doctor, but it only took me seven years to get my undergrad. But uh, that story now was now. I want to. I was one more thing that jumped out at me about your your time at Plymouth State. And now, was there a guy named Billy Wilbert on the team when you were there? Yeah, Billy Wilbert. Sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Because he went to school with me at Old Dominion before he he went back up to up north. So I'm sitting okay. here remembering the timeline. I'm like, was Lunchbox up there when he was? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So. And you know what's funny is there, yeah he talked to. Said everyone called him Lunchbox. That's funny. Because yeah, well, he, he came in as a ninety-seven now. pounder, and he never saw it again. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Because Sean Wilbur, his brother, um, came up as well, and Shawnee went uh, two eighty-five and was actually a conference champ for me in uh, in '07. And Bill was down at one ninety-seven, so Bill went back down to ninety-seven. So Sean could come in wrestle, uh, <laughs> So there had there definitely had to be a reason for it. But anyway, we we, yeah. we could I could tell you Billy Wilbert stories from college for for to a blue in the <laughs> face. But we're we're ta- not talking about lunchbox. We're not talking about Plymouth State right now. We're talking about uh, Springfield College and the uniqueness of this program. Um, you know, we you you've, you're just the third coach in the last sixty years. You talked about Daryl Arroyo, who was there for 21 years before you. Then a lot of the program is centered around a guy named Doug Parker, who coached there for 35 years. The impact of what Doug Parker has on Springfield College isn't just the school, but you know New England and Massachusetts wrestling in general. What is it like with that presence, knowing that the Doug Parker name really still surrounds the program? Oh, it's incredible to, to, to talk to, to to listen to um, our alum who come back and talk about Doug Parker stories, and not only that, listen to Doug Parker come back. We just he came back 
last year, um, we celebrated at the regional tournament Doug Parker's 90th birthday. Um, he, he turned, uh, 90 in, in, uh, in February and, um, and, and he's going to be 91 in this, this coming February. And just the, the stories that he has, uh, he shares with us are, are, are amazing. He comes back and, you know, once in a while he comes back for his annual, uh, um, Doug Parker Invitational, which is an annual tournament we run here in November, comes back and watches some wrestling. And, and uh, he's just, just a special person, not only in the wrestling world, but around the Springfield College campus. We have um, professors here that went to Springfield College who talk about the, you know, how special it was to have Doug Parker as, um, as a professor here um, in, in, in the PE program. And they just—they everyone's learned a lot from Doug Parker. He's—he's uh, he's just phenomenal. And I could—I could go on about Doug Parker stories forever. Um, just some of the ones that I've heard from from the alumni. You know, I didn't have the privilege to, to have Doug Parker as a coach or or or, uh, or be underneath him as an assistant. But at the same time, he's—he's um, he's impacted a lot of people um, around the Springfield College community for sure. And even even at 90 years old, how much can you extract from his knowledge? To, that'll help you on your day-to-day job. And when you have a chance to sit down, you know, how much can you pull from him based on, you know, that, that that's, that's a long time to be coaching and, it, and it's a long, great life to, to have basically accrued that much information. I mean, when you get a chance to pick his brain, I mean, is there stuff you're like, wow, that's, that's, that's something I need to introduce to my program. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, it, I actually, he, he, uh, I heard a story from an alum, um, Bill Hillman a couple a uh, couple days ago before we wrestled Norwich and Bill Hillman came in and talked about how you know he went Doug Parker used to come down to the the, the uh, to to the wrestling or the what is it the locker room before the meets and he would say you know we we're wrestling something like Penn State or some really really good team they used to wrestle a lot of a lot of uh, Division One programs and Lehigh and that sort of stuff and and uh, <laughs> he said that that uh, we're I want to pray I want to pray for Penn State, that they're at their best today because we want to wrestle them at their best. And Billy, Billy Holman was saying, oh, man, I, I could I could use a sick day for them. If that's, <laughs> I, I don't mind if they're feeling at 80% today. That would be okay with me so they don't really beat us up. But, uh, but Coach Parker wanted to beat the best teams at their best, you know, or else it didn't really count. And that was something that's kind of neat. Um, and I've shared that a little bit with, with, with our team as well. You know, it's we want to, We want to, We don't want any any breaks. We want to beat our our opponents. You know when they're at their best. As we look at, you talked about Coach Parker and then Coach Roy Springfield before moving to Division Three. There, there were a strong Division Two program, and we've mentioned Blatnick. And there have been four Division One All Americans back in the day where uh, you would move on into the Division One championships and uh, that dynamic. How much does that celebrate? You know, there doesn't seem to be. Um, a, a split in terms of the programs like, yeah, we've got, you know, you say we've got 70 something all Americans. It's not like, well, we got 39 division two and 28 division. There's no, no split there. There's, there seems to be a real synergy. And how do the alumni really react to that? And the fact that, you know, some of them are wrestling in, in an era where division two, uh, you know, had some really power programs and had, you said they were competing against the Penn States and the BUs and, and the, the, the strong teams, the Lehigh's out East. And you know, what, how does the alumni work with the, the division two, II, division three dynamic that this program has? I think that you said it, there's, there's some synergy and I don't think there's really any, you know, they, they look at it as, as equal, you know, as, as anything, as any of them. They're all NCAA all Americans. And, um, 
you know, I think Division Three has become really, really tough in the last, you know, certainly in the last 10 years or, or however long I've been, what is it, 12, 15 years I've been coaching. So um, it's been, it's they're, they're getting really, really competitive. And Division Two back in the day is very competitive as well. Um, we have some Division Two guys and I know in, um, you know, that I've heard some, some outstanding stories about one is Frank Perano and just how tough he was. And another guy who, you know, Rick Monroe was a, was a four-time all-American. It's pretty, pretty amazing. And Nick Perillo was actually in the all-star classic. Um, you know, he was, he was one of the last guys in the all-star classic. And then, uh, I believe Blatnick was in it as well. Um, you know, so there's it, the, the divide. There's not really a divide. You know, it's, we're, we're competing as hard as we can in the division that we're in. Um, you know, we don't really have too much control over that as far as our, our wrestling program. I can say that, well, yeah, our, our athletic department went to Division uh, 3, but we want to compete in Division 1 or 2. You know, it's, we can go and compete in against Division 1 and 2 teams, and we do every year. We see Strasburg at our tournament. We see AIC, and, and last year we wrestled Buffalo. And, um, you know, so it's and, – and, and we've wrestled BU in the past, but we're, we are where we are as far as – you know, the, the division they put us in, we're going to compete as hard as we can. You know, some of these new Division three schools that are popping up, we'll look at like Ferrum College in Virginia, Greensboro College in North Carolina, Huntington down in Alabama. They're, they're, they're in places where there's not a whole lot of Division three competition. You look at where Springfield College is situated, there is a slew of college wrestling opportunities in New England at the Division two and Division three levels. And, you know, there's a couple with the Ivy Leagues at the Division one level, but this has got to make recruiting very difficult from an area where you know you're not having the D1s really come in and, and and try to pick the best talent. The you know New England's kind of kind of sitting out there as you know every now and then you've got a Robert Hamlin who goes to who goes to a Lehigh, but for the most part, most of the talent is you've got an opportunity to pick it up. But there's so many programs to contend with. How does recruiting work for you at Springfield? Yeah, it's tough. You know, it's tough. We uh, recruiting is, is not easy in, in anywhere in New England um, for sure, and we just work with the. The, the programs that we have, we have very, very strong programs, um, academic programs in mostly, I would say the health sciences and, um, in, in the, the physical education, um, very, very strong programs. Um, and we're, and we have other programs that are now, you know, gaining more and more recognition, um, which is, which is, you know, just a good, good thing for our, our students and, um, certainly helps with our recruiting. So what we'll do is we'll look at, at those, individuals that want one of our stronger programs and we and we go after them hard because we know that Springfield College is a great fit for them and and, and their career goals as well. Um, you know, and I think that that's important. It's important to look out, not just say, hey, oh, you want engineering? Well, um, we have mathematics. Why don't you come here? No, I'm going to look at and, and, and look at the individual. If they have engineering, then I'll recommend that they don't look at Springfield College because that's not what we have. That's not what, you know, it's just not not one of our programs. So we have to try to find a that the individual um, recruit it matches what we have and what we can offer them academically and, and also, uh, you know, what they're looking at. We're, we're a small school. We have a lot of, we get a lot of attention, um, you know, from our professors. And then most of our coaches on campus are also professors. So they're going to get a lot of attention. And, and the fact that us as coaches are in the athletic department are, are um, communi- communicating all the time with the other faculty on campus, they're going to get a lot of attention. And at the same time, they're going to help them 
set them up for success as well because we know that, okay, if they're not doing well, they're struggling academically, I'm going to hear it usually before my student-athlete hears it. And we can try to get ahead of it before, it, you know, they get behind and, and uh, ultimately, you know, <laughs> get failed out of school or whatever. I don't think there's – they have that um, anywhere or you know, in too many other schools where you have coaches working as full-time faculty members um, in academic programs as well. Yeah, I don't think people go to the University of Iowa and are expecting to hear, you know, Tom Brand, senior lecturer of history slash wrestling <laughs> right. coach. I mean, you see that right. you see that in Division Three everywhere. And that's that's yeah. a, definitely a unique thing. And uh, that seems to be very beneficial and from from an outsider's viewpoint for the student athlete, for the for the reasons you talked on. But, what, you know, you have you have an example of where, you know, an assistant coach from other schools like, hey, you know, he kind of helped me save a kid because our our, our faculty is so in tune with each other because they're coaches from other sports who care. You know, the, the Jeff Riccio 100 Years video that he did for, for your program talked about, you know, one of the wrestlers like, yeah, the assistant baseball coach was, was one, of my, one of my professors. And, you know, there, there's got to be uh, kind of a, a look out for one another type of attitude with, with the faculty here too, it seems. Absolutely. Um, just, I mean, I could tell you last, last semester I received some, we, well, first of all, we held a, um, higher than a 3.0 GPA. I think it was a 3.1 uh, last semester as a wrestling team, um, which is, 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 is pretty phenomenal. And that's not just the where you get the starters and, and, and put them there. It's, it's the whole team. You know, we had 40-something on the roster and, and, uh, and holding above a 3.0 GPA. Um, we, I, I received a lot of emails or calls from other professors from other departments. It's not just the dead or just the coaches contacting us. There's other people that are saying, hey, I'm concerned about so-and-so, and, you know, what can we do about this person? And, you know, he's struggling here. And we have a lot of support, not only, you know, as a faculty, but we have a, an academic success center where we actually – I'm pretty well tied there, and I can actually speak to, you know, some of the people from the academic success center and uh, send that send our student-athletes over there and then let them know, hey, you know, you've got to use these people and use the resources that we offer here on campus in order to see, see some success. Um, one kid who was really, really stressed last semester, he went to the Academic Success Center at the end. You know, he was doing that, that finals or the final uh, final week pinch, had a couple papers looked over, and he's like, man, and he's a freshman. He's like, why didn't I use that all semester? He pulled his grade up, you know, quite significantly in the last uh, couple of weeks because he went over and he took that, that extra effort to, to, to use the academic success center and use those resources and to help them out and help them, you know, be successful. And that's something we try to teach our guys that you, you didn't, you don't get here alone. You know, you went, when you got to Springfield college, you had help from your coaches. You had help from your teammates. You had help from your parents. You had help from your teachers you're not going to get out of here without seeking help. Um, and in, in, in life, you gotta, you have to have people that you can lean on, you know, um, in order to, to be successful. So that's what we're trying to teach our, our student athletes as well. You know, um, lean on each other, obviously do your own, you work hard as an individual, but don't be afraid to, to, uh, to, to, to you know, seek help from others as well. A lot of people to lean on, and, and the reason I, I I will say that this is kind of an unnatural segue, but I'm going to weave, weave it into the history of the program. This is one of the oldest programs in the country, so there's obviously a lot of people that you can lean on. You talked about leaning on Doug Parker as a coach, Dale Arroyo. 100 years, 100-plus years, this is one of the oldest programs in the country, regardless of division, probably the oldest current Division three program. 
Uh, you know, 100 years is a milestone. I mean, we see that that Penn and Columbia are arguing over who the oldest college wrestling program is, and that's only about five or six years older than Springfield College. What is what is your knowledge of, of the history and, you know, the, the, the century of wrestling at Springfield? How much do you really celebrate that fact? I mean, my knowledge of just listening to the alums and their stories and all that stuff, but I can tell you that it, we've increased as far as uh, the certainly the facilities, um, the, the, the support that we receive from the athletics, uh, department and, um, and that sort of stuff. I remember hearing Doug Parker talking about how, and this was probably obviously not a, a, something that anyone would do now at this day and age, but he's like, well, back in the day we went out and he went and drove out to the Midwest. He goes, we don't have any, we didn't have any money. So he threw his team that qualified for nationals in the back of a box truck. And drove out to the Midwest in the middle of March. <laughs> so, just the differences of, of support that we received. Um, the first team we have a picture of the first team from 1950, and and it was a um, it was a team of, in, of of kids who were serving as yep he's the 133 pounder and the manager, the 130 or 141 pounder and the coach, and the you know it was like they they all played dual roles. Um, it was just a different time back then. And uh, it was kind of funny now. Like, we're traveling on buses. We have, you know, a, a very, very nice wrestling room and, and uh, you know, facilities um, and support staff, like athletic trainers and the strength and conditioning program. And, and uh, you know, we have that, those, um, that support staff that really helps us to excel. Um, and that's something that, that, that we have that, um, that they didn't have back then. Um, and it's just amazing that they were. Sometimes when you think about it, wow, they were they were they were working hard and they were trying to do as best they could with what they had. Um, I think that teaching our, our younger generation that it's it's not <laughs> some some of it is instant gratification in generation where they want they want they want and realizing that you can you can do a lot you can do a lot with a very little. Um, so we're very fortunate to have what we have. But at the same time, you know, you still have to work hard and get it done, even if you don't have this stuff. What is the relevance of the program within the community? You guys host a, uh, well, not you specifically, but the the four college wrestling programs within the city of Springfield, Massachusetts. That's uh, Springfield College, American International, which is Division Two, Western New England University, which is Division Three, and Springfield Tech, which is a junior college. You guys all host the, you know, rotate on who hosts the city championship, as you guys call it, but. Uh, what's the presence and relevance of Springfield College Wrestling within Springfield, Massachusetts? Uh, it's, it's a it's a pretty um, like you said, it's four four different programs right in the city. Um, so that's a kind of nice nice little event and something that we we started, I guess, about ten ten years ago. We're doing the city championships, and it's something we should celebrate. Um, it's almost like a bragging rights within the city, and they get a you know they 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 they're they're competing for a cup, and and it. It doesn't really. I think that sometimes it doesn't resonate with our um, student athletes because they're like, "Well, they're not in our division." You know, Western New England is in our division, but stick and AIC, it doesn't really matter. Um, but then I think when we explain that, well, this is this is kind of a bragging rights for our city, you know, and it's it it does matter. It is it is a big thing, and, and you know, there are years where our guys really get up for it, and then there are years where they haven't been. You know, we haven't done. Maybe we haven't done a good good enough job promoting it but it's something that we certainly should do more of as far as 
getting the excitement up because not only getting the excitement up between the, the four teams, but trying to generate more of a crowd, generate more of a you know interest from the high schools around. Um, that's that's something that we're working on doing. And I've I've spoken with uh, Coach Sugarmeyer about it, and, um, you know, and, and certainly Coach Hassenfuss is now you know in his first years at, at AIC. We've spoken about that as well, and Coach Nieves. So something we're working on doing um, certainly is generating some interest with our with our student athletes. Um, you know, I mean, with our I'm sorry, uh, generating interest with our local high schools to uh, come and check it out. When you look at your schedule each year, and you, you you circle the city championship because those are the schools within within basically a a a bicycling distance, depending on weather. But uh, each year, I mean, when I'm curious on on rivalries when it comes to Springfield College, when you set your schedule, is there a team that you're sitting there going, "We want this one. We circle this match, this dual meet, home or away, on our schedule each year." I mean, what's the team you guys get amped up to wrestle the most? Oh, I don't know. I want to wrestle them all. I want to. I want to. We're very competitive. We want to win, you know, and, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, some years, in the past couple of years, we've been down a little bit. And a couple of years before that, we were really up, you know, top eight in the country. So, um, regardless, we want to go out and wrestle whoever and and, uh, and, and beat whoever and wrestle the hardest we, we can um, in order to perform well. And, and uh, that's something I really look at. I think in the, in the last couple of years, um, certainly I, I think uh, you look at Roger Williams and Johnson and Wales and, and – uh, you know, that it, it, it kind of bounces around. You know, um, we were up, and Jay was up, and Roger Williams. You know, Williams has had some great programs. Wesley and, and Springfield go back and forth, and have had some great programs. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of competition. Uh, CC and Jay in Springfield have some good competitions, and you know, um, so we get up for for all of those types of, of schools that are in Division Three. Um, so you know, I, I can't. I, I don't think I mean, WPI is another one. You know, there's there's a lot of teams that I like to beat, <laughs> and 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 sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But it, you know, the love of that competition and getting after it is, is, I think, what we're all you know excited to do. You just rattle off a bunch of schools where you know Division three people know them, uh, New England wrestling fans know them, but you know, outside of the the junkies, and I, I'm going to include myself in this, that actually know where Springfield College is, their mascot, that what division they are, and that you know they know WPI. A lot of people don't know these programs. What does it mean to kind of, you know, compete in Division Three and try to push that message a bit? Look, there are a lot of opportunities here that don't center around the Big Ten, the Big Twelve. There are options and there is good wrestling here. Uh, you you can watch this. You can, you know, you don't need to just sit there as like, oh, I'm not gonna watch wrestling unless it's good. Go down to your your local college because if you, you can't turn your head in New England without turn, running into a Division Three college with wrestling. So the opportunities oh, yeah. are there. So This weekend, this weekend <laughs> we have the New England Wrestling Association Dual League Championships. You want to see some great wrestling? <laughs> Go down and check it out. That, that, I mean, I could tell you right now, those are some competitive duels. Um, we've, we, we've, we've been on top in the last couple of years. Roger Williams has been on top. You know, Johnson Wales has, has always been up there. It's, it is good competitive wrestling, and we're getting a lot of um, you know, great individuals, great recruits uh, from a lot of different areas, and and uh, trying to work in our best to develop them, and and uh, and it's been an, an incredible dual meet tournament to watch in the last couple of years, and it's come down to the wire in a lot of those those top bouts, whether it's third, fourth, or or uh, first, second. You know, it's been there's some there's been some wars out there in the dual meet championships, that's for sure, um, and it's 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 exciting. Um, another thing, we you know 
the last couple of years, we started to do the mat light events, and we did uh, Friday night lights. We had Devin Biscaha, who was a national champ for us in 2013. A few years ago, we had a um, the first night we started it was I believe it was against Wesleyan, um, and we did a a uh, Friday night light event against Wesleyan, and it had a, a ring ceremony, a national championship ring ceremony, and brought Devin up, and you know um, they they uh, presented Devin his national championship ring and that was a pretty cool event um this year we actually wrestled roger williams at the uh you know under the lights in december that was an exciting event um came right down to heavyweight you know we were going back and forth we actually had the lead and you know going into 97 and, and uh and, and then um came down to heavyweight whoever was going to win that match you know win the duel and it was, it was a good exciting event we had a lot of people a lot of fans um music and and uh and a lot of fun. So was, those are those are some really really great competitive events that we like to host, and I think the sport needs um, it, it needs to have those those, those exciting events that are going to draw a crowd. Another thing you say, what, what things that the sport needs, and I think I see this more from the New England Division Three schools than I do uh, the schools out in the Midwest. But they do exist in Division Three, rarely in Division Two, almost never in Division One. Is if you're pulling up the results or box scores up on track wrestling, or or the sports information releases, you'll see the 10 matches. But sometimes you'll see, you know, five to 10 exhibition bouts where you're getting guys uh, in, in matches, basically, uh, essentially, for, if you were to equate it to a high school, but like a JV match, well, you're getting your guys involved. And this seems to be uh, systematic across the New England schools, uh, very much so. And there's even a futures tournament that you guys hold, basically, essentially, for those who are unfamiliar, for, for the non-starters, you know, for right. to, to keep you guys yeah. involved, those two dynamics that's got to really help with athlete retention, and of course, bringing in those those athletes because it's non scholarship, and the administration's got to like that because those are tuition dollars, and you're keeping those kids engaged the entire season. Sure, our guys want to compete. You know, and what if they if they're you're going and you're just wrestling ten varsity matches, and then uh, and then and then getting out of there, it's not it's not helping those other kids in the room to develop and. And and by getting them opportunities to get matches, that that that's that's what kids want. It's why they're here. They're here to compete. And and what I explained to my guys, we actually had a, a thing with the futures uh, tournament a few years where uh, we had our guys who didn't want to wrestle in the futures because of this or that because it's JV. And I'm like, well, that's, that's there's very 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 good wrestlers wrestling in that futures tournament. And a matter of fact, most of our all Americans in recent years were including Devin Biscaha, who's a national champ, wrestled in the Futures Tournament. Um, Dylan Foley, who's my assistant coach right now, um, was an All-American in 2014, wrestled in the Futures Tournament. Derek Longo, Futures Tournament champ. Um, Eric, Derek Adams, fourth in the country, Futures Tournament. <laughs> you know, So I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, it's, it, and some of them didn't win the Futures, but they go out and be All-Americans, you know, become All-Americans eventually. Uh, it's a competitive tournament, and and what I try to explain to my guys that although you may not be the guy representing out in the mat in one particular dual meet, um, to get you a, a match is important for your development overall. And it's not like you're going to be faced against a, a, someone who's not a good wrestler. You know, we had a kid this this weekend who wrestled down at the, the Lycoming Duels, and he wrestled a uh, he was he. He could be a potential starter, and he wrestled another kid from another school who was in, I think he was a New York State champ or state placer for sure. Um, 
you know, and, and that was, it was a war. And I think that, that sometimes they get, they don't get up for it. Like they should be getting up for it because they think, Oh, well, it's just a JV match. And we try to, I think our, our whole attitude as a, as a wrestling coaches association in New England has been to scrap the attitude that, Oh, it's just a JV match. And, and put a lot of emphasis on no matter what match it is, you get up for it and get ready for it because it does, it does count. It's something that's important. It's going to help you prepare or help to prepare yourself for, um, for a match that, that, that might be a, a regional, you know, regional championship match or something like that. You know, like that, they have to be up for every match. Yeah. And the way I understand it, those matches do count officially on the record. They're not part of the dual meet, but say hypothetically, you have a guy wrestling in a bunch of exhibition matches, your starter goes out. This guy's now the starter. He's got enough maybe seating criteria to draw a decent seat at the regional based on because those matches actually count. Is that correct? Sure. Oh, yeah, they do count. Yeah, they do count for seating, and they count for uh, win-loss record. And there's a lot of kids. Like I said, we have a pretty high GPA, team GPA, and a lot of those kids who maybe not be starters have still potential to become Scholar All-Americans. And Scholar All-Americans, you get a 3.2 GPA and, um, and win two-thirds of your matches. You, you earn a scholar all American status. And so that's something that our, our kids, that, that, that's, that's a, a big goal for a lot of our student athletes here at Springfield College is to become scholar all American. And, and I, I explained to them, I explained to my student athletes and, and, and recruits coming in that a, a, an employer who's, you know, interviewing you for a job, he's going <laughs> to, he's, he's going to look more and, you know, probably value that scholar all American more than he will an all American. We know how hard it is to become an All-American, but not everyone does if they're interviewing you for a job and they look at a scholar All-American. That means that you could be successful and, and multitask as well. You know, you could be successful in the, in the classroom and successful on the wrestling mat. Another thing, too, that I think that really helps you guys with this is the proximity, because I, I would assume that most drives are within three hours at probably at the, the bigger ones are within three hours. So it's not like, you know, you look at it's like, well, we some of these schools out of the Midwest, well, we got a six-hour drive. We can't afford to take, you know, five, six extra guys on every trip. For for the New England schools, you guys have, are you using the geography to your benefit for that matches. I'm, I'm assuming the guys just hop in the vans or the bus and, you know, all right, we got, we're got we bringing seven of you this this match. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think at times that, that that helps. I mean, I haven't really looked into that. A lot of the places we try it, we, we don't, we don't want to go and, and see – the New England schools, all the other our other New England schools, you know, five, six, seven, eight times throughout the course of the season. Uh, we try to get out, and, and our schedule. I mean, if you look at our schedule this year, we've been to, out in New York. Uh, we went down to Messiah, wrestled in, in the uh, Petropus tournament, which is a good, very competitive tournament. We wrestled Roger Williams in a duel. Then we went out to Indiana and wrestled, uh, um, you know, in, in the national duels. And the very next weekend, we wrestled at Lycoming. Uh, so it's down in Pennsylvania again. So we've we've gone out there as much as we stay within New England. Um, we try to we try to wrestle a very competitive schedule. Um, that's it's just going to help to it helps in, in multiple ways. But it, but you want to you want to see those teams that you're going to see at the national tournament, you know, towards the end of the year. And so that's that's something that we try to we really try to do is get get our guys out there and exposed to. To, to competition around the country. Um, and, 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 and then as well as coming and using, you know, seeing those local teams. And, and we do see the local teams in the dual meets usually the second half of the season. We're going to see a lot of the, the, the guys like the WPI, which is an hour away. Um, 
Western New England. We, we see uh, Wesley in, which is 45 minutes away. And, you know, so we're going to see those teams, but it's not, um, I, I suppose we use it to our advantage, but I hadn't really thought about that. All right. The one question I usually am asking this season to all Division Three coaches, whether it be on this show, whether it be on Short Time, whether it be on you know Jeff Brees' Buena Vista program, is is uh, is is our regionalization quandary that we're in within Division Three. What's what's your take on on the the, the current state of Division Three qualifications? Of course, New England, you're kind of locked into where you're going to be geographically, and they're adding schools up there left and right. So uh, you, you know it's. You're kind of kind of locked into a, a geography, but where what is your position on uh, the the current alignment within Division Three wrestling, and, and should it should it be changed, or, or, or are we just uh, we're in a good spot? So curious on your take here. Well, you say geography and you say regionalization. That's what it should be, and it's and it's not that right now. I mean, I, you want me to get into it? I could get into it for even longer than an hour. So I don't really want to get into. <laughs> well, let's it let's, get honestly, the, let's get the let's get the soon to be doctor Cliff Notes version. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So you, you look at the you look at the numbers um, of of the regions, and there's certainly, you know, it's 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 not fair. It's not it's not equal. Um, you know, it, it certainly it, it puts us at a, at a disadvantage at 19. Um, and there's some there's some stuff going around. I don't know how, you know, it's it's some shady stuff. So I I, I I'll I'll stay out of it. But the regionalization should be regional. Right, you call it, you say, say it's based on geography, and that's what what it should be. Um, but it's not right now. When you have Wisconsin teams driving past other Wisconsin teams to get the people in their geographical region to wrestle, but then there's another Wisconsin team smacked out in the middle that is closer, but they're in an easier division. That's not it's not really a. I, I don't I don't think they're going about it, you know, as as a geographical region. You know, and when they put those power rankings in, that's that's that's, that's whatever. I, I think I'm. I, I think I, I get what you're saying here. I think you it, know you're what I'm you're, saying, e- you're right? echoing I mean, with some a lot of the uh, the, the Eastern coaches have have kind of pointed out. But one thing I, I want to point out in terms here, of maybe here's the thing you look at 80, 80, 80 votes, right? Or is it eighty percent of the Division three coaches were you know voted, okay, or, or eight, voted uh, in changing. Going to the the, the the newer regionalization that we all came up with last spring, eighty percent. That's a pretty big number. And to say, yeah, yeah, that's great. Thanks for. Why do you have us vote then? <laughs> you know, that doesn't make sense. Well, to get to the maybe something that's a little more uh, agri- obviously, it's a divisive topic for for many within uh, you know the various geographical points, but. What is your what? What do you think your solution would be, or if you had a, a, a perfect world when we add programs? So this is where we're starting. To, we 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 are adding more programs in Division Three each year. I think a dozen new programs are slated to start within this year or the next year, just in Division Three alone. And they're coming into regions where there are already a, a lot of teams. We I mean we saw Castleton added. That's in, that's up in the New England region. We're seeing uh, you know Hampton, Sydney, and Farum and Greensboro in, in that region. They're going to pull into the New East. England College. You know, New yeah, England, New England essentially replaced yeah. Daniel Webster in that respect, but we're seeing, you know, they're they're coming in, and you've got to shift to the shift, the shift, the shift. Do you have an idea in place that's like, okay, when a new team comes in, how should they be treated, and how 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 many years should go by be- between the regionals get uh, get jumbled again? Well, I think it was originally four, correct? Yeah, I, that's why I'm, I'm asking you guys because I I know I, I sometimes I see two, sometimes I see four, depending on. Uh, 
but it's you know, also legislation. inconsistent. Whereas, like, I think Oneonta was, uh, no, uh, was it, no, Oswego was in our region for two, and then they they were bounced out. You know, whereas it's not consistent where they say, oh, you know, the other other teams were in there, and we we passed our four, and now they're still in. You know, so I I, I kind of you know it's got to be consistent, but I, I don't know. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't know the answer as far as whether it should be two or whether it should be four. Um, but maybe, you know, the, the, the word we got is that it was going to be no more than 18 in our region um, without someone else, you know, and, and then when it became more than 18, then someone else would bounce out and be relocated. Um, so I don't really have an answer to that. Um, I think we, we all spoke as a, as a um, you know, Northeast region um, and, and have kind of some ideas bouncing around, but, you know, that's really not our, it's 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 uh i think we're we'll, we'll, we'll probably going to talk about that a little bit more at the convention and everything yeah i think the one thing that i think uh the biggest one i saw was that made me really go what is that the fact that king's college and wilkes university are <laughs> yeah, a mile that's, that's apart that that's ridiculous they are ridiculous. I'm, I'm google mapping this right now 0.7 miles via north river street it's a three-minute drive, or it is a fourteen-minute walk, because uh, you got to go around the block. They are in different regions. That's that's where I'm just going to mic drop on this one. That's the one thing that says we need some, we need a little bit of a of a shift here, at least on the Division Three side. And I'm not playing a politics game. I'm just saying, King's College and Wilkes University are less than a mile apart. They are in different qualifying regions. It's it that's ridiculous. I, mean, I just I, I, I didn't even I check agree. to see where Scranton is off the top. I see Scranton. Where are they? They're in the mid east too. It looks like. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So at least at least two of the three are in the same region. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh man. Uh, yeah. We could go on this one, like you said, for another hour. Or so. Yeah, I could go for a long time. And 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 <laughs> it, you know, I don't want to go into like you said the politician mode and 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 get all crazy on it. And I just know that I'm I'm part of that eighty percent that voted to realign. <laughs> that's 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 where I can. I can I can say you know and I'll leave it at that. Finishing up with Coach Jason Holder here, Springfield College. They've got the New England duels in Providence this weekend. Uh, big big dual meet event. It's going to shake up the rankings. It's you're going to see some craziness here. But a uh, hundred years, over a hundred years of wrestling, a thousand dual meet victories. You're just the third coach in the last sixty something years. I mean, there's a lot to take in. So for the wrestling community that's checking this out and they need to pay attention. First of all, I got to give two shout outs before I do anything else. One, Frank Popolizio is a Springfield, former Springfield College wrestler. He does a great job with the Journeyman Club up there, has brought me and Brian Hazard to announce his events. And two, our Team Virginia trainer in Fargo, Ed Metzger, uh, he has been part of the, the Team Virginia staff. He's a Springfield College alum, too. So those are two guys I know that have Springfield ties. And, of course, I've played uh, Silver Strike Bowling and had Dirty Martinis with the late Jeff Blatnick at, uh, at the Bison <laughs> Turf in Fargo. So those are a couple Springfield guys I want to throw out there. Yeah, there, there's a lot of them out there. I tell you what, there's, there's, it's, it's, a, it's quite a, quite a web of, uh, of very successful and, and, uh, and, and great people um, who are Springfield alumni out there, and you know, I think that certainly speaks, speak in positive ways to our program, and, and, and they, they help our, our, um, you know, that they help the experience of our student athletes here. All right, Jason, last word. Give me, give me the sales pitch for Springfield College. I, I, I think, you know, spirit, mind, body, and uh, we, we have a very successful program and a great history, and, and uh, you know, check us out. I think we're, we're, uh, we're a school that certainly people should uh, 
keep on their radar. Talk online.com.